0: Hey everyone, it is great to be back with you live. It's been a while. Well, I was a couple of weeks ago coming back from uh, Billy Crone's church on a Sunday. I was live. I was coming through the desert in California. Uh, James Cadiz was with me. And then I was gone last week, so I had Billy Crone video for you guys to watch. And I know you were totally blessed by that, uh, but it's great to be back here again and then i was in mexico for the last week so i'm back live it's fantastic Always great to be here live i'm watching all of the different comments on here one of them let's see came in and said i gotta find it here let me find it let's see oh very huge los angeles freedom protest today pookie you are correct indeed there is well we're going to get into the disney thing in just a minute but not very i'm not going to spend a lot of time there But again, it's just great to be with everyone right now, Um, and uh, I'm ready to get going. So we're looking at this message. The message for now is titled, God Warned Us. And in Amos chapter 3, verse 7, just one verse, the Bible says this, Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants The prophets, that is such a great verse when I look at that. And I think indeed uh, how that is, God reveals what he's gonna do through his prophets. What we have is the prophetic word. That's why we're able to say, hey, the Bible told us it was gonna be like this. We could tell the direction that things were gonna go because we read our Bible. So you guys, you obviously uh, enjoy Bible prophecy or you wouldn't be here with me right now. And you start looking at it, you're going, man, the Bible is the only thing that gives us this roadmap to navigate these days that we are in. So although things can be alarming and disturbing, we we aren't knocked off course because we know things are going the direction that Jesus warned us, the Old Testament prophets warned us, the other writers of the New Testament warned us, Book of Revelation tells us, so we can tell the direction that things are gonna go. Okay. I wanna get going with this message because I wanna make sure I have time for your questions uh, this evening. Uh, So let's get going here. This uh, first, this is a post a friend of mine had. Check out this post. The year is 2024. Your electric car won't start for 48 hours because your status on social media was deemed too offensive. I look at that, I think, okay. If you were to look back, let's say, <clears throat> excuse me, he has <clears throat> yeah, still have a little bit of cough in case you're wondering. By the way, when I was in Mexico, I had no cough. I come back here to California and I start coughing again. I think it's a California problem. <clears throat> but you look at that post. Your status on social media was deemed too offensive. So what happens? Your car won't start for 48 hours. Uh, the year's 2024. 20, it's not hard for us to project just two years from now. That's the reality of it. In fact, it's not hard for me to project just six months from now. Of course, I don't have an electric car, but we can see the direction this is going. Go back just a couple of years, people would have said, you're a conspiracy nut for saying these things. Now you say this, you go, uh, oh yeah, I can see this coming. Okay, next article. Unbeknown to no, to most, a financial revolution is coming that threatens to change everything and not for the better. Now, this article is a couple of weeks old, Um, But it's just a reminder of the direction that everything is going because we also have this. And this is also, I think, about two weeks old, this article. The biggest is from Prophecy News Watch. The biggest global food crisis of our generation is coming. And then I received this email uh, from one of our viewers this morning. He wrote, the doomsday preppers were right. Food scarcity, food vouchers, food riots, flash mobs. All of that's coming, and soon, J.P. Morgan predicts that global commodities prices may rise by 40% or more. And then he continued with, with some headlines. American Airlines to offer bus service in place of connecting flights due to soaring gas prices, pilot shortage. Here's another one. Shocking estimates show Ukraine's crop harvest could be halved. So we're hearing these things, and we're hearing a lot more Than just that, as we'll get to in a few more minutes, as I want to get to this message and what this is really about. And indeed, I'm telling you, you guys know, God has warned us. This is the direction things are going. Okay, this next article. Walgreens starts rationing baby formula as shortage worsens. So this is talking about the supply chain and so forth. If you have a baby out there, you start looking at this, this is disturbing. Then, of course, we have this. This reminds me of Pookie's comment just a few minutes ago. Eye on the news, Disney's child predator problem. Do you think they have a child predator problem? Yeah, they do. This is all over. In fact, if you have a Disney membership or something like that, do what you want with it. But, but I look at, at so much of, of uh, what's going on in this world. I, I was born and raised in Southern California, lived very close to Disneyland. So this goes back a long time, you know, I'm 62 years old. And I look and think, is is just repulsive and when you look at what the bible tells us the bible tells us when it comes to the destruction of babylon revelation chapter 18 come out from her and you look at what's going on with disney you look at the entire media look what's going on with cnn you start looking across the board and listen judgment is coming and there's a lot more than just disney's problems we have problems with the churches there's problems all over the place okay but i think this is a little bit of good news Oklahoma lawmakers vote to ban abortion. Fine imprisoned doctors who perform procedure. Oh boy, I bet this has people all up in arms. This is from a few days ago. I bet people are all ticked off about this one. I haven't followed up much on the news that was happening earlier in the week because I was in Mexico. So I've been getting caught up the last couple of days. But listen, we've got, a, a, this divide is very clear. I am not gonna be a person who sits here and supports abortion. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm watching these things. Some of the news that has come out over the last few days, it's not a surprise to us, but we know what happens with these aborted babies. And now you look at what's going on in California, excuse me, <coughs> look at what's going on in California with this bill I, I did an Instagram post. It's not just California, a couple of the other states that are saying, hey, if a baby is born, uh, you can abort it. How do you abort a baby after it's already born? Well, just let it die. Uh, kill the baby. It, you start looking at this and the things that are happening. There a 100 babies that were found in, in a dumpster facility recently. I'm sure many of you saw that. Uh, babies with slit throats. Government won't do anything about it. Prosecutors won't do anything about it. They're going to search this because they know it's tied to abortion and it's okay. Slit throats. That means the baby didn't die in the process. This is absolutely wicked. I look back to the days of ancient Israel and ancient Judah as uh, you, you think of Manasseh in Judah and the Hinnom Valley there, as he would uh, partake and led the people into partaking in the taking of the babies and laying them on, on the arms of Molech to, to burn the babies alive. We passed that in America and other nations too. We, we have passed this place. And for anybody to think that God is just going to sit there in heaven and just look and go, that's okay. No, God is a righteous judge. And I'm telling you, as we are told in Revelation chapter 18, you better separate yourselves from this kind of stuff. This stuff is absolutely evil. In Romans chapter one, God says, I will judge those who practice those things and also those who approve of them. I'm, I, I can't stand idly by. Listen, on my Instagram post uh, where I talk about this, uh, you can go, if you're in California, you can go and the phone numbers are on there to call your representatives and put the pressure on because this stuff is absolutely wicked and we need to stand up and we need to uh, press forward and and do something um, about this. Okay, I only have three main points because I want to make sure I get to your questions here. Uh, So the first one is deception. So think of this along the lines of deception. There is a whole lot of deception that is out there. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 24. He said, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Uh, That's right after the disciples asked Jesus, what's the sign of your coming and the end of the age? That's the first sign that he gives them. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. I want you to think of these words. So people are telling me, well, you don't really see a lot of false prophets that are out there. Um, You aren't hearing that kind of thing. So we're not really in that era yet where these false Christs are saying, I'm the Messiah. I say contrary uh, to that is we are being unloaded on with false prophets of false Christs saying, I am the Messiah. What's the Messiah figure? The one who's going to save the world, right? I'm the one who's going to save you. I have the answer. Okay follow the science. You look at all of the politicians, I have the answer, all of the, uh, all of the stuff you've heard over the media. If you don't go along with these modern day prophets in the secular world, then guess what? You're an anathema, you're an evil person because you pushed back and said, you guys are lying to us. These people are out there, prominent in the world, the Klaus Schwabs, the Bill Gates, right on down the list, the Anthony Fauci's, right on down the list, the politicians, the, the news media people, they are all telling us they're the savior. They have the answer. Follow me. Uh, ignore this. Ignore this. Ignore the Bible. Ignore, ignore all the talk about Jesus. In fact, don't talk against this. We're creating the own perfect utopian world. When you look at it and you realize Messiah-like figures, what are these people? They're, they're building this, this new world order. And you start looking at that, you go, okay, this goes beyond, we typically think of Matthew chapter 24, where Jesus says, take heed that no one deceives you as being someone who's in a pulpit or something like that, or just coming with the religious leaders, like a pope, right? Something like that. No, this goes beyond that. And there are many out there, I mean, how many, 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 many that are telling us they've got the answer, they've got the way. And the last two years of what we've seen with medical procedures was only one of the ways. We're going to see tonight in just a few more minutes some of the other ways. Check this out. This is an Instagram post from a couple weeks back also. What our so-called leaders have done to our rights and freedoms can only be described by Rob Zombie in one of his horror movies. They have done this under the guise of it's for your safety. The reality is they did this for money, power, and greed. Dictators and tyrants, mass murderers, and psychopaths. And I love this post from uh, InfoWars. I've shown this to you before. Look at this, how all the dots are connecting. Look at that in the middle. Uh, You are here. What do you got? Bilderberg, the WEF, the Club of Rome, Davos, Technocracy, uh, uh, um, the rest, Genesis. And on down the list, you look, you go, Luciferians, we're, we're, we're here. We're here in the midst of, of all of this mess. There's so much deception that is going on. Again, the number one sign Jesus gave is, take heed that no one deceives you. And then there's this one, when you talk about deception. Think of this, the UN warns earth firmly on track toward an unlivable world. It's a long article, so I'm not gonna read much of it to you because I wanna move on to the second point about the pursuit of a world empire. Um, This article says temperatures on Earth will shoot past a key danger point unless greenhouse emissions fall faster than countries have committed. The world's top body of climate scientists said on Monday, warning of the consequences of inaction. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said the report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change revealed get this a litany of broken climate promises by governments and corporations accusing them of stoking global warming by clinging to harmful fossil fuels. This is a quote from Guterres. It is a file of shame cataloging the empty pledges that put us firmly on track toward an unlivable world, said Guterres. So they're shaming anybody. This is, listen, we've experienced this the last two years. It's shaming if you don't go along with the global, uh, the talk about climate change. This article goes on, says a lot more, but just one more quote from here. The big message we've got is that human activities got us into this problem. Get this ready? And human agency can actually get it out get us out of it again. I got to read that to you again. The big message we've got is that human activities got us into this problem and human agency can actually get us out of it again. So what are they saying? We're going to fix the world. We don't want God. We've got our own utopian world. We know the direction that we want things to go. We're going to make sure that we take you there. Okay, next one. Number, so number one is the deception. Number two, and I'm only going to have um, I'm three today, uh, the deception. Number two is the pursuit of a one world empire. All right, we know this is going to go this way, right? And, and we know that there's going to be absolute control. So we read this. Revelation chapter 13, very familiar passage to anybody who reads Bible prophecy. He, this would be um, the false prophet in conjunction with Antichrist. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their, on their excuse me, right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name here's wisdom, let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is 666. All right. So how are we going to get to this place of absolute control? There's got to be a a full on buy-in. There's got to be, the the, the whole world has to be reshaped. So as we're looking at global food crisis, we're looking at uh, currency changes. Listen, currency changes are coming so as we know it right now it's it's, it's it doesn't it, it's it's going to change it's going to change drastically we are going to have cbdc i've talked about it many times if you follow bible prophecy you've heard about it if you follow financial news the financial experts are warning secular experts are warning they're saying it is coming And you better be prepared for what is coming. So we're going to have the central bank digital currency, CBDC. China's got theirs. United States, it's just a matter of time. It's not going to be long because the United States wants to come out ahead in all this. And they're not going to, but they're going to try to. But in the process, it's going to be this entire flipping of the system. And uh, it could be gradual. It could happen overnight. It could happen this year. It might not happen until next year. But I promise you, it is coming. We already see control with like credit cards at the pump. You're only allowed to spend $100 and that type of thing. Listen, we're getting prepared for all sorts of things. We're watching food shortages and and shelves and, and different things. But when you start thinking about the cryptocurrencies and the flipping of the system, what's going to happen, I believe how it's gonna be unfolded to us, you're gonna have money in your bank account. Some people have more money, some people don't have any money, but they're gonna, Come under the guise of equity, we're going to make sure that everything's equal, equality and equity, the two big words we hear all the time right now, right? So people just buy into that, oh, yes, let's just give, give a big group hug and make it that way. No, it's going to be equal amounts of poverty is what it is with the elite people at the top. Nevertheless, what they're going to they're sell you on it first and make it seem like hey, this isn't too bad. I got this much digital currency. I got this much. I, that was a pretty fair trade. And we're going to be won over to it. And then they're going to start tightening the screws. Uh, the, the more we go digital and electronic on everything and electric cars, the more you and I are going to be controlled. Well, <laughs> up until the time of the tribulation period. I don't believe I'm going to be here for the time of the mark of the beast, but we can see a lot of these things developing right now. So we need to have that mindset. We're not Again, I don't believe I'm going to be here for the mark of the beast, but we've got to have the mindset that we could be down this path away uh, before the tribulation even begins. And these things could start as early as next six months. So we're watching all of these different things happen, but they want to get control on things. And they're doing it in various political ways. They're doing it with our children. They're taking parental rights away. They're doing all kinds of wild things. A lot of these things are just upsetting everybody, bringing in the the fear and bringing in the stress and and, and just causing you all kinds of issues to just kind of give up. And the more stressed you are and the more stressed they can make the people, the easier it is to manipulate people. The more stressed out people get, the more they'll finally say, okay, just take it. Let's just get this thing over with, let's just do it your way. It's going to go exactly the way that the Bible says here. Okay, think of this. Here's just a few more articles. A uh, Gensaki issues threat to those protecting children from transgender nightmare. Claims laws banning mutilating surgeries may violate the Constitution. This is insane. I mean, you think of where we are right now in America, especially, I don't think the rest of the world is dealing with the transgender nonsense as much as we are. If you're watching from other places in the world, I saw some people that have logged on from other places. Somebody said, good morning. So maybe you're from Australia or something like that, because it's good evening here. But I'm looking at this thinking, okay, um, I, I don't know what the transgender stuff is in other countries, but I know here in America it is just, uh, it's just unbelievable wickedness. You watch what Disney's doing, you watch the battle between Disney and Florida, you watch what our government is doing, and the government is saying, we're going to give money to transgender kids. You have a man who wins the women's swim contest, and that makes sense? Where's the outrage from the women's groups? I don't understand that. You know, so you look at these things, it's upsetting. It's messing everything up. But by the way, the transgenderism thing is really satanic. Uh, God said he made the male and female in the book of Genesis. Satan says, did God really say that? Let's mix it all up. And people are buying into it. Such deception. Let's move on. Next article. Gensaki confirms the Biden administration is providing free smartphones to illegal immigrants entering the U.S. Why are they doing that? Because they're claiming, another lie, Uh, But I mean, the whole Ukraine-Russia thing, which if I have time, we'll get into. But um, you look at all the deception. So they're they're talking about the border. Well, we got to secure the border in Ukraine. You know, these these, these leaders, these globalists are such liars. But here in America, they're inviting illegal immigrants over the border of the southern border of the United States of America. By the way, it's not just uh, Mexicans don't want to work here. There's some people who want to work here. They're legitimate. They're, they, they really care. They want to work. They want to follow the process. They want to do what's right. But we've just opened up the floodgates, allowing in uh, Chinese nationals, allowing in terrorists, allowing in all these other people in the midst. sex trafficking off the charts, uh, You have the, the fentanyl issue. You start looking at all these, why are they, and then they give smartphones. Why are they doing this? It's upsetting. You have to destroy the culture of America, and they're doing an outstanding job of it. Uh, listen, for the New World Order to come about, this global empire, Satan knows you have to bind the strongmen. you got to take down America. And it's being, America is being taken down from the inside. I think it's pretty obvious to just about everybody now. Here's another article. Your government at work. State and local officials insist on keeping the pandemic... Power. Why is that? Well, while many government leaders sound the all-clear message on COVID-19 dropping restrictions and mandates, some states and municipalities are clinging to the emergency powers that allow them to govern people's behavior in unprecedented ways. Citing the need to direct emergency funding and oversee hospitals, Uh, They have held on to their emergency orders even as many restaurants, shopping centers, and sports arenas are once again packed and lingering pandemic concerns have faded into the background of a more normal life. Emergency orders at the state level are usually issued in response to temporary threats, especially weather disasters that are wrapped up in a few days or weeks. Soon after the new coronavirus exploded in March 2020, most governors issued broad executive orders under these powers Governors banned crowds, closed businesses, and imposed mask and vaccination mandates. They have also deferred to unelected public health officials in imposing restrictions. Critical lawmakers are now challenging the power to take such sweeping actions and keep the measures in place indefinitely, saying pandemic lockdowns exposed leaders' unduly stringent authoritarian impulses." This will be the last paragraph and I'll move on. Ruling by decree over an extended period during the pandemic is, there's a quote, is part of a broader move to condense power to the executive branch. You see these things come into play during a crisis, then remain in place to give more executive power. That's it. Remain in place. So they want to keep it. These globalists aren't gonna let go what they have done. They brought us this far. We see things loosening in Canada. We see things loosening in various parts, many parts of the world, but not everywhere. Um, But nevertheless, we still see things changing. People are letting their guard down. But there's now laws in place that are on the books that weren't in place before the pandemic started that they can implement. They they can now quarantine people, take them from their houses if they wanna do that, if they deem an emergency need Right? So you start seeing these things. You're going, okay, are they going to let up on their power? No, not the globalists aren't going to do it. So so, Listen, look what's going on in China. I don't know if you followed China. China is exceptionally awful right now. Just absolutely awful what is happening there. But these people are not going to let up their power. Listen, think of it like this. If you're in an area where you voted the people in your area, your community, your county, your state, voted to raise taxes a quarter of a percent. And you have all the promises from the politicians that say, listen, after two years, the roads will be fixed and the tax will go away. Okay, have you ever known one of those taxes to go away? Maybe in your area they have, where I live, they don't go away. In fact, all the taxes do is just go higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. It's insane. And the roads, by the way, are getting worse and worse and worse where I live. So I look and go, no. Once they have, they they push us down this road a hegelian dialectic once they push us down this road they just keep the gas pedal on they just push us this far okay god's this far next time they're going to push us a little further and push us a little further and they're pushing right now we are not hearing about it because we're in some kind of a, a fake calm before the storm uh, but more is coming check out this article all israel news exclusive new poll finds 103 million americans including many jews agnostics even atheists See the pandemic as a sign of biblical prophecy and the last days. Isn't that rather interesting? Listen, listen to these words as I think of this and the global new world order coming about. This is from Damon Duck, just from his article today. I'll post it tomorrow on Hope for Our Times under um, my featured articles. But he writes this, unknown drastic changes are coming concerning the coming new world order on March 31th. and so go back two weeks. A week and a half, Klaus Schwab, head of the WEF said, we do not yet know the full extent and the actual changes which will happen. However, we do know the global energy systems, food systems, and supply chains will be deeply affected. Duh, what do you have to do to control the people? Control the energy, control the food. You can control the people, right? Yeah, we know that, we've heard those quotes before. So what are they saying? Global energy systems, deeply affected. Global food systems, supply chains deeply affected. Listen, this is a plan. This is, this is a plan. It, Rockefellers quoted these things. Henry Kissinger's quoted these things. Control the energy, control the food, control the money, control the people. That's what this is. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to see this. Globalists don't know the full impact, said Duck, of what they are doing but they are planning to drastically change the world, including our energy, food, and supply chains. Jesus called what they are doing, leading into the great tribulation, and the tribulation of those days they spoke about in the Olivet Discourse. Continues, a reader might ask, why would God allow unelected evil people to impose these drastic changes upon the world? He says this, think about what has been going on in America and the world. We've thrown God out of many schools, out of many courts, out of most of our government, out of most of our homes, out of most of our churches. We've bathed our land in the blood of aborted babies. Our government has been buying and selling the body parts of aborted babies. The nation can't get more barbaric than that, he says, and he's right. This is worse. Listen, this is worse than ancient Israel and ancient Judah. I already mentioned that. I mean, think of it. If God judged the Jews, his chosen people, in their land. What on earth makes a Gentile nation think they can get away with more? Not, no, 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 no. And by the way, I'm gonna say this too. I have a lot of friends that are telling me, hey, God's not gonna, America's not gonna suffer this massive collapse until after the rapture, um, because there's too many Christians here. How do we know that? Because we know we're gonna be saved from the tribulation period itself, but food shortages, the, the dest- uh, other destruction, think of this. Judgment begins at the house of God. If America, so-called Christian nation, or at least in founding, has now gone to the places of wickedness that we are currently seeing, what makes American Christians think that we're just going to skate through everything? I know that might not be pleasant, but listen, the rest of the world is watching the people in America scratching their heads. What do you guys think? And what is it that you guys are doing? You've, you've lost your mind. You have no moral compass. Churches have departed from the faith, which will be my last point in just a couple of minutes. But, but Duck continues. We bathed our land in the blood of aborted babies. Our government has been buying and selling body parts, already said that. We've elected people to lead us that say they are Christians, but they vote for abortion, the gay agenda, appoint godless judges, refuse to punish cr- criminals, etc., They sell their vote to large campaign contributors and ignore what is best for ordinary citizens. We've openly blasphemed God in books, movies, TV, and the media. Some of our schools have been teaching porn, and they insist on teaching it to children in kindergarten through grade three. Many of our leaders are working to establish a new world order, a world government that according to the Bible will be headed up by a Satan worshiper, that'd be Antichrist, will worship any God but the God of the Bible, We'll establish laws that oppose traditional Judeo-Christian teachings, will persecute and kill believers, will erase borders, even though God created borders to restrain world government, will protect drug users, we can no longer believe in the media. Some would rather lie than tell the truth. America has been corrupted, worse corruption is coming, and people are perishing for lack of knowledge. But many won't hear about it at church. There's many I agree. Pastors don't even want to talk about this stuff. Just a few more things here. On March 30, it was reported that Israel is planning to evacuate a prison in Megiddo. This is kind of cool. That officials believe was built over a third century church that could be the oldest church in the world. Check this out. Prison officials have found several mosaics under the prison. And one mosaic contains the words, To God, Jesus Christ, written in Greek. This is the third mosaic to be found in northern Israel that mentions Jesus the mosaic is unique because it calls Jesus God. The place will probably be transformed into a tourist site. I agree it probably will be if we're not raptured first. But I look at this. Here it is, Palm Sunday, right? Today's Palm Sunday. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem on that donkey, the Gospel of Luke tells us, when when uh, the people are crying out, Hosanna, what did the Pharisees say? They said to Jesus, hey, tell your people to stop saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Why? Because that was a messianic term. So the people are saying, Hosanna, you're the Messiah. Stop saying you're the Messiah. Remember what Jesus said when the religious leader said, tell your people to shut up? He said, if I tell the people not to say Hosanna, not to say blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the rocks will cry out. And here it is as Damon uh, Damon Duck reports. There it is in Northern Israel. We have this church that has been discovered right there, written in the rocks, in the mosaics. What do we have? Jesus Christ is God. Folks, this is phenomenal. Uh, this is so cool. Man, Just it just it's just awesome. All right, just a couple more things, I think. I want to try and keep it short because I really want to get to your questions. He writes this, from my article last week, I stated this. Uh, on March 24, President Biden said the world will experience food shortages as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's going to be real. Bloomberg analyst Alexis Maxwell called it a slow-moving disaster. On March 29, U.S. Senator Roger Marshall, Republican, said there actually is going to be a famine one or two years from now. I think two years from now, it will be even worse. In the space of five days, two high-ranking U.S. politicians, the president of the U.S., a Democrat, and a member of the U.S. Senate Agriculture Committee, a Republican, Warned that food shortages and famine are on the way. Um, You know, you start looking at this and you think, okay, uh, I believe it's manufactured, absolutely. In fact, when I look at the, the, the third horse of the apocalypse, the black horse, I believe the horsemen are manufactured by men as God has turned over this world to judgment. And that's what's happening with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So with the third horse, the black horse, economic catastrophe and famine, those two things manufactured to destroy the people equal amounts of poverty the elite people are at the top but even in this manufactured or not it's going to be real just like lockdowns were real whether or not you know the other stuff's real we went through the real lockdowns we're going through real gas shortages we're going through real gas hikes we're going through real inflation we're going through real supply chain problems because they're creating it. They're making sure everybody feels it. And then they bring in the fear factor. If you really want this stuff to be fixed, you just got to go along with the system. And it continues. I want to read this, this uh, last part here. A lot more I wanted to say about the New World Order. But it goes on and says, let me find it here. I want to make sure I get the right one. Uh, concerning... Uh, let's see, that's, here it is. Concerning the New World Order, the annual World Government Summit was held in Dubai. And the first topic to be discussed this year is, are we ready for a New World Order? I, I saw that video. I watched it. I showed it at one of the places I was speaking. I'm sure many of you saw it. That's, that's at, in Dubai. Are we ready for the New World Order? Dr. Pippin Malgram, economist and advisor to former president George W. Bush, was talking about a digital currency when she said it means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what is going on. Um, I, I'd like to say a lot more than this. Uh, John Holler, in a recent update that he did, in fact, I conversed with John Holler early this morning about some things, but uh, he stated that uh, Klaus Schwab at a speaking at Chicago Council of Global Affairs in 2019, defined the fourth industrial revolution as the fusion of our physical, digital, and biological identities. I look at this in the words of Don Stewart. You can't make this stuff up. What does the Bible say? He causes all, both small and great, to receive a mark on the right hand or forehead. You must worship the beast and receive his name. Listen, it's all going this way. So again, if you, if you know what the Bible says, we're not caught by surprise. And we also remember the words of Amos chapter 3, verse 7. God doesn't do anything unless he warns through his prophets first. And he is warning through anybody who's willing to pick up the Bible and say, the Bible's true. But this takes us to the very last thing. Because most pastors right now are saying, well, you can't really trust it, especially when it comes to Bible prophecy. You need to ignore this stuff. It's just absolutely amazing, isn't it? All of the things that are coming together right now <clears throat> that look like they're going to fulfill these prophetic passages of the Bible. We're so close. And more and more pastors are saying, this is nonsense. You can't believe it. All right. Let's go to this last one. Last point. Ready? So we have <clears throat> the deception. We have number two, the pursuit of a one world empire. Number three, we have the falling away. Okay, look at this verse. Second Timothy chapter 3, one of my favorite ones to quote for a prophecy message. The apostle Paul writes this know this that in the last days perilous times will come. Why? Or what will they what will what will be the character of people during these perilous times? Men will be lovers of themselves. Does that sound like today? Lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, rejecting God against God, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Man, this sounds like the character of people today in the Western world anyways. Unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Does that describe, that describes politicians, brutal, Despisers of good. They hate anything good. You think of what's happening to children in schools right now? They despise anything that is good. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Look at this having a form of godliness but denying its power. In other words, I believe in God. Yeah, um, and and claiming to know God, claiming to be right with God. Paul is writing to the churches when he writes this. So he's saying there's people who are involved in churches, leaders involved in churches. In fact, when you continue to read through the rest of 2 Timothy, from chapter 3 all the way through to the end of chapter 4, what do you get? You get these false teachers who are leading people astray, giving them nice stories, evil men who are waxing worse and worse. As they see the bottom fall out of this world, they're getting worse and worse. By the way, going back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, where it says they have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof, you know what Paul writes next? From such people, turn away. Get Get away from them. So when you see these things going on from religious leaders, get away from them you see this type of thing happening where people are claiming to know god and they're against they're actually what they do is against the word you need to be very careful listen to what jeremiah wrote it's very fascinating jeremiah chapter 36 you have the the siege of jerusalem is going on by the babylonians right it's already been taking place at the time of nebuchadnezzar it says this chapter 36 verse 14 after Zedekiah is put into place by Nebuchadnezzar. Got rid of the last king, Jehoiachin, put in Zedekiah, all right? So the siege is going on. Things are going very bad in Jerusalem. But what do the people do while they can tell things are going bad? Jeremiah 36, verse 14. Moreover, all the leaders of the priests, religious leaders, right? Get this. The religious leaders and the people, that they led, transgressed more and more, according to all the abominations of the nations and defiled the house of God, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem, which God had consecrated in Israel. So he's talking about the church, the temple in, the, the temple in Jerusalem, not the church. Church doesn't exist yet. But you can start to connect the dots. So the priests, the leaders of the priests, and leading the people in all these weird things, how many things are going on in the church right now that you just look, you go, this is just bizarre. These pastors don't want to believe the Bible anymore. They teach you that hell's not real. They teach us the way to be right with God is just by doing good works. Don't believe in the Jesus stuff. Most of this is fake news, they say, because they didn't believe it in the first place. They didn't believe that God created Adam and Eve male and female, and this type of teaching is brought into the church. But what do they do while they are being sieged by Babylon? So while everything is getting worse and worse for the people, they, what do they do? They transgress more and more. In other words, their evil only gets worse and worse. Go back two years. What has happened in the last two years is disturbing. When you look at the evil, the perverseness, the, 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 the sickening things coming out of Hollywood, coming to, again to the schools, what's happening to the kids. The aborted, the, listen, this one's from abortion, which is totally evil, to the, the, what we know, selling a baby body parts, to killing babies after they are born because the mom decides doesn't want her as a wicked doctor. They have gotten worse and worse. 2 Timothy chapter 4, evil men will wax worse and worse. Here in Jeremiah, what happens? The priests and the people transgress worse and worse. They defiled the house of God. So you translate that into today with the churches, and you look, this is appalling what's happening. But gets, here, verse 16, Jeremiah 36, but they mocked, this is what they did. The priests and the people, get this. They mocked the messengers of God. In other words, the true messengers who are saying, listen, this is evil, you need to repent. They mocked the messengers of God. So if you get mocked over this, you're in good company. They mocked the messengers of God, despised his words, scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no remedy. No remedy. Folks, I don't know how much longer it is before there's no remedy, but it doesn't look good. Let's look about some of the doctrines that have come into the church. Look at this. Pope, this is uh, back in November of 2021. Pope Francis, failure to fight climate change will incur God's judgment. Really? I don't think so. This is just nuts. Romans chapter one. I, I've said this many times. God says they will worship the creation rather than the creator. That's happening in the church. And you look, they're, worship, they're, they're lifting up mother nature It's what they're doing. Again, back to the article, Pope Francis Failure to fight climate change will incur God's judgment. You say, but that's the Catholic Church. I'm not Catholic. All right, well, look at this. You know what this is from? This is from 2020, May 4th, after the pandemic began. For first time, majority of Protestant pastors say, "Uh, climate change is real, majority. So what's, listen, I'll say this climate change is real. Absolutely real. You know what it's called? Weather. Weather changes every day, no matter where you live. It's always changing. But it's easy to start bringing in fears and manipulate the facts and stats to make them fit what you want. So now you have Protestant pastors. You have the Catholic Pope saying, uh, this is what they're saying. we got to worship Mother Earth. Listen, I have in my book, I documented this, and I have a lot more that's coming in the very near future on this too. Look at it, and and the reason I sound the alarm on climate awareness, climate change, is because, folks, I I firmly believe that we are absolutely being lied to. I've been sounding the alarm on this for years, and it's going to be, along with, uh, because it's all part of Agenda 2030, to get the people to all fall in line. And look at the shaming that's happening right now. Think of it. With um, the pandemic, this is what happened. Uh, with the pandemic, sides were split. Like this side said, I'm not believing this; th- these things. I think they're lies. The other side says, no, this is truth. But people were split, mostly with the right and left. They were split. Okay. Look how much things have changed in the last two months. All right, now you throw Ukraine in there. You have both the right and left are saying, Putin's bad. <laughs> um uh, Fox News and CNN, you know, you start looking at it. Uh, The liberal and the conservative are are in agreement. Very fascinating, isn't it? They're in agreement with Klaus Schwab. They're in agreement with these world leaders that are globalists over this. There's something very disturbing about this. How we've been moved from being a disagreement over the pandemic to suddenly be an agreement over Ukraine. And you wanna know what? Agreement over climate change and I'm telling you, it's coming. It, 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 churches are buying into this. I've received statements from uh, organizations saying that I need to start proclaiming a green gospel. I'm thinking, <laughs> no, I proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, not a green gospel. You know what happened when Judas wanted to be the great social warrior? Why didn't we sell her, uh, John chapter 12, why didn't we sell Mary's perfume? There was a year's wage, and we could have given the money to the poor. It was a lie. The Bible says he said this because he was a thief. These social justice warriors that are out there, whether it be climate change or something else, listen, we're being lied to. And the people are being manipulated, and churches are churches are going along with it. Pastors are going along with it. I look at it and think, why well, aren't we supposed to be proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ? listen, as long as we are here on this earth, this earth is going to continue as it is until the tribulation period comes, and then there's gonna be real climate change. Oh yeah, there's gonna be meteors hitting the earth, there's gonna be asteroids hitting the earth, there's gonna be volcanoes blowing up all over the place, the sun's gonna get so hot it'll scorch men's skin. So you look at that and you go, okay. Uh, it, it's, it, listen, you wanna know what else is happening? Pretty much the world is in agreement on this, that we need to replace Joe Biden. Uh, right and left here in America, and I know throughout the world, same sentiment. <clears throat> he's not a good leader, he's a terrible leader. The vice president is even worse. So we need to replace him. What's the world looking for? This is all, the, listen, Satan knows what he's doing. The world is being set up for a, uh, a, a leader, um, and they're gonna be looking for one, and the world already is looking for one. Okay, check this out. Almost done, this is the last article before we go to questions. Um, this is from 30 pieces of silver. Uh, that's org. Ah, you can't see the whole thing there, but it's a great website, by the way, you should go there. 30 pieces of silver.org. Note what the article says, Globalist evangelicals. How deep is the deceit? Um, you see key leaders in the evangelical movement have no hesitation in promoting the global goals of an antichrist world system. David Platt, by the way, is a pastor is and has become one of the more obvious and shameless. And there are a whole bunch of them. Uh, Check out the article. It's worth it. But here's another article. I quoted this uh, a while back. J.D. quoted it on uh, his program probably about a month ago, too. This article was from the Daily Wire. Not a Christian publication. It's Ben Shapiro's. How the federal government used evangelical leaders to spread um the propaganda of the last two years to churches. Uh, Wheaton College Dean Ed Stetzer interviewed National Institutes of Health Director Francis Collins uh, and talked about church leadership and why Christians should want to obey Christ's command to love their neighbors and should get the the you know the whoop, whoop to avoid uh, indulging misinformation. All right, so you look at that. you have Ed Stetzer on here. What else do you have? Stetzer ended the podcast by—he's on a podcast with Francis Collins of Uh, NIH—he ended the podcast by announcing that the Billy Graham Center would be formally partnering with the Biden administration. So there you go. You have this combination, this religious combination. This is what we got to do. We got to do this for that. Uh, But listen, the, the the, um, the gospel coalition, listen, you know what they're part of? the great reset you can check it out yourself the gospel coalition look it up yourself uh, the, uh, g- just google gospel coalition after we're done here google gospel coalition and the great reset and you'll see what we should be doing as christians to be part of the great reset excuse me for just a second if you will i'm going to turn around because my allergies i telling you in mexico i didn't have this problem i come back here California. Maybe it's another, maybe it's a sign I'm supposed to move. Okay. It may seem strange given the evidence now emerging of uh, Francis Collins and NIH um, to hear a church leader instruct Christians this be Stetzer, to repent for the sin of discussing uh, a different position to all of this pandemic. I, can't, I wish I could say so much more online and I can't. Um, but again, you go. You know, you look at this. The Gospel Coalition. We're partnering to uh, because uh, Christians should be part of the Great Reset. We're going to push all this stuff on. This is globalism. This is the New World over, Order. This is the satanic system of Antichrist. Churches are <laughs> pushing this stuff. Unbelievable. These are leaders. Gospel Coalition is huge. Ed Stetzer, huge. Russell Moore is in this. Tim Keller is part of this. Tim Keller shamed uh, John MacArthur, by the way, because John MacArthur kept this church open. And then, of course, you have Rick Warren. By the way, Rick Warren spoke at World Economic Forum. And I think Ed Stetzer did too. Probably Tim Keller did too. And you look, you go, partnering with the World Economic Forum, Davos, Switzerland. Unbelievable. What did Warren do? Uh, Warren spent his time interviewing, in his interview with Collins, Lamenting the unlovingness of Christians who question uh, the mask, right? Specifically framing it as a matter of obedience to Jesus. Wearing the mask is the great commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. So I thought I was supposed to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. This is a quote from Rick Warren. Let me just say a word to the priests, the pastors, and the rabbis, and other faith leaders. This is our job, to deal with these conspiracy issues. And th- so, you know, conspiracy issues. You take your Bible, and you start reading your Bible, you start talking about Bible prophecy. This is our job. Let me read it another way. To deal with people who believe that the Bible is true. That's the way I would read this. And one of the responsibilities of faith leaders is to tell people to, get this, you ready? Trust the science. (laughs) That's my job. That's that's my job? According to Rick Warren, that's my job. So you look at this and you go, wow, no wonder why the Bible tells us in the last days people have form of godliness but deny the power thereof. the, The church would be raising up teachers that just make them feel good. That's what these guys do make me feel good, give me the psychology stuff, don't teach me the Bible." And they'll say, I gladly won't, because a lot of the Bible you just can't believe it, it's just a bunch of good sayings. Uh, First Timothy chapter three or chapter four, what do you have doctrines of demons in the church? Listen, a doctrine of demon is any doctrine that claims that Jesus is not Christ, Jesus is not Lord. So you look at all of these things, keep these words in mind. This is from Jan Markel, her words, things are not falling apart, things are falling into place check that out again can you guys put this up on the screen so everybody can see it things are not falling apart thank you uh things are falling into place listen we have the more sure word we have the word that guides us it keeps us straight ahead the things are going the way that the bible told us they were going to go So when we start looking at it this way, if we stay focused on the word, we won't be knocked to the right, we won't be knocked to the left. And we think of the words of Jesus who said in Luke chapter 21, verse 28, when you see these things begin to take place, look up, lift up, oops, I missed one part, and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. I think, man, how true it is. Look up and lift up your heads. Listen, I want to start taking your questions if you want to start sending them in. That would be fantastic. Um, with that, uh, let me pull up tonight. Okay, with that, as you send in your questions, listen, make sure you put the word question in all caps. I'll get to as many of them as I possibly can. And, and also, when you think of this verse from Luke chapter 21, when Jesus said this, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near when you see these things begin to take place. I've had this question many times. People say, well, wasn't Jesus talking about the... Um, second half of the tribulation there? Yes, he was. So it's, it's this idea, uh, kind of like Christmas and, East, and, uh, Christmas and um, uh, Thanksgiving here in America. You see the Christmas decorations come out, let's say in September, right? You know they point to December 25. However, we know something, Thanksgiving comes about a month before. So we get excited, right? It's the same concept. When you see these things begin to take place, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. Listen, we know the rapture is gonna happen before the tribulation period. So that's what we're able to do. We're able to look at the events taking place right now. Listen, I don't believe they will have their fulfillment until the tribulation period, but ultimately we see them casting their shadow into the tribulation period, right? makes sense in, indeed okay let's move on i want to get some of your questions let's get going here question what do you think about caitlin jenner commentator for fox well you know i just uh, caitlin jenner he or she it shows you where we are in this world right so you bring in a conservative uh that you know people people just automatically get this weird thing in your head if you're a republican or if you're a conservative, therefore you're Christian. Where do you get that from? We get that because we don't understand what the Bible says. And the conservative views tend to line up more biblically than the liberal views do, right? Abortion, uh, gay marriage, transgenderism, all that. We, we're not going to believe that. So because they line up more with Republican points of view, we get the things confused. Uh, if you're a Republican, therefore you're Christian. That's not what the Bible teaches. But we see how things are so convoluted in that. So people are just, now we're just accepting of, of transgenderism. Listen, this is, this is a, a bizarre world. Question, Rona, your thoughts about Yuval Noah Harari, advisor to Klaus Schwab? Well, uh, I did a short while I was gone, uh, posted it. Uh, about him. I basically said, what do you think? Uh, do you think he's the Antichrist or the false prophet? In fact, I really appreciate if you guys, if you, if with the shorts, why we do them is to engage people and to get people to say, man, I want to share this. They're only about 30 seconds long. And, and um, uh, they're also non-monetized, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so they're out there. They're, they're, they're really non-offensive. You're just asking questions. But so back to this one with you, you've Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, he definitely doesn't believe in God. Um, he's has, he's extremely smart. He spins everything. Uh, is, is he the guy that is behind all the Klaus Schwab things? He's pretty young, so Klaus Schwab's been along around a lot longer. But people want to know just how evil this guy is. Is he is he Antichrist or or not? I, I don't think he's Antichrist or the false prophet, but I do think he's exceptionally influential, exceptionally smart. He's speaking world wisdom into all of these globalists, and they're listening to him. It, it, it is fascinating. I don't think there's anything good there. In fact, I was reading some comments from him today. He speaks, and he, he's able to tie in things, kind of like Satan did in the Garden of Eden. Well, you know what, and you can you can bring in a little bit of the Christian perspective. He talked about religion, even though he's an atheist. Um, he's able to tie it in and get people to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dangerous man. Uh, Michael Sanio, question, is mask wearing in Old or New Testament due to sickness or disease? Um, I, You'd have to show me that one. Dino, question, Tom, do you believe in an end time harvest outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Um, that is a great question, Dino. Um, so what the Bible teaches at the last days is that, Jesus himself said, will I find faith? Uh, The the Bible teaches, well, 2 Timothy chapter 3, the quote I had today, the people in the last days, remember it starts in, in chapter 3, verse 1 of 2 Timothy, in the last days perilous times will come, and then it lists the characteristics of what the people will be like. You see everything in there, including the very last one, it's in verse 5, they'll have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. So it's this. It's, yeah, yeah, of course I believe in the Holy Spirit and and Jesus and all these things. But the majority of it, according to the Bible, is fake. It's fake church. It's like the Laodicea church. It's neither hot or cold. You know with the Laodicea church, the the people say, um, look at what we did in your name. The social justice stuff, right? We did this in your name and we did that in your name. Uh, That type of thought process Jesus says, I wish you were hot or cold, but since you're neither, you're lukewarm, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. You don't know me. It's in Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus says, we did this in your name and we did that in your name. We healed people in your name and so forth. He says, I never knew you. You didn't know me. I never knew you. I used to equate Matthew chapter 7 primarily to the, the, the um, prosperity doctrine where people would say, well, we did this in your name and that in your name and you know stuff like that, and went down the path of money. Send me your money and you'll be healed. You know I mean? you remember that stuff? And it's out there a little bit now, but it used to really be uh, dominant. But now it's just this wokeism. You gotta go along with the great reset, which is happening. These Christian leaders are doing this kind of stuff. So I, I look at this, and what the Bible describes in the last days is not a great awakening uh, taking place. Uh, certainly, it doesn't describe before the rapture. It doesn't mean one can't happen. The Bible is relatively silent on it, other than it gives a spiritual description of what we are actually seeing. The, the church, the people that are waking up to the truth, they're waking up and they're on fire, like you guys. You, you're like, oh my, this, this is the truth and I need this, right? But overall, it seems to be a smaller number the church Uh, It's it's like God is separating the wheat from the tares, and you can really see it. How many people have returned to church? How many churches are still closed? You you start looking at this, you're going, how many pastors? We're not really into it. I'm sure many of you watching this have experienced that with the churches that you've been part of. So you start looking at this, you're going, okay. So the dynamic that the Bible teaches isn't about a great revival or great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, except during the tribulation period. You start to see it. The Book of Joel is is referenced also in the Book of Acts as being a fulfillment of that. But I believe it's also got a dual fulfillment in the tribulation period. We do know this when it comes to salvation, that during the tribulation there will be many people that are saved after the rapture period. How do we know? They're going to be saved out of uh, Revelation chapter 6 and 7. Also later on in Revelation, they're going to be saved out of every tribe, nation, tongue, and people. So out of every tribe, that means everywhere on the planet, out of every single tribe of people, there's going to be this great multitude that's too many to even number. They're going to be saved during the tribulation period, along with this. what's really going to be amazing is this incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the Jews. Remember, the 70th week of Daniel is the 70th week of Daniel. And this is the time when God is turning, going to turn His attention to the Jews again. The 144,000 Jews, the two witnesses in Jerusalem. Uh, it's going to be an amazing thing that takes place within the Jews uh, of uh, of Israel. Just absolutely amazing. Okay, Our next question. Let's see, Picky Ricky. What do you think will be uh, pushed by world governments next? H1N1 or climate change? Climate change is already being pushed. Uh, we, we you know, What's the thing that's going on over in China? Um, I'm not thinking of coronavirus. Is that the, the uh, I can't even think of the name of it. I've been following it for a few months. I got some people sending me notes asking me about it. Um, it's, it's this new, it's this other disease that's floating out there. I wish I could think of, the, of what it is right now, but I'm drawing blanks. But I'm sure many of you know. Okay, so you have these diseases. We're already set up for more lockdowns for more diseases. There's already laws on the books for that. So they've already set us up for it. Jesus said pestilences in Matthew chapter 24. That's plural. That means a whole bunch. We know from the writer on the pale horse that people are a quarter of the planet, two billion people if this were to happen today, will die from, from war, from famine of the economic collapse, and from pestilences. So, uh, So we see that. So that's coming. However, they're not going to let up on the climate change thing. They keep, pay attention to what you hear in the, mass, the mainstream media. They keep pushing the climate change agenda. Why? Supply chain. We have a problem to fix it. We can't drive as much. We're going to have to start limiting the gas. The gas price is going up, getting us onto electric cars. Listen, they're going to push the climate change. Ultimately, that's this, they're going to lift up this God, Romans chapter 1. With lifting up that God, they can control the people. Think of it like this. If you get everybody on electric cars, like I think it's the state of Washington in the United States is looking to get everybody on electric cars by like 2030 or sooner. Uh, California's talked about some of these crazy laws too. But once everybody's hooked up to the grid, guess what they can do? With the flip of a switch, they can shut off anybody that they want to. Entire communities can be shut down. I live in California. We're getting ready to come into summer pretty soon. There's going to be brownouts and there's going to be blackouts because, listen, they can't even produce the electricity now because the system is so old and messed up. And they didn't, instead of pouring money into fixing and bringing in more dams to have more water, uh, by the way, which is also part of the climate change thing. We don't have enough water. They're going to have to control that. It's all about control, but they could have fixed these things. They don't want to fix these things. They want to control the masses. So here in California, we're going to have the brownouts. They're going to shut off our electricity. And now they're saying you need electric cars. Well, you can't even get the, the enough electricity to, to run it as without electric cars. And cost The fossil fuels to develop electric cars are insane. Not to mention the batteries that cause problems. So the whole thing's nuts. But I do think it's climate change, although expect pestilence, things, lockdowns and things like that to continue. Again, we don't know how far we're gonna be in this mess before the rapture takes place. The rapture takes place before the confirmation of the covenant of Antichrist, but we could be in this for a while. Project out six months to where we could be if we're not raptured. Project out two years if we're not raptured within two years as we keep looking at things. Look where we were two years ago, two and a half years ago, right? Things are changing rapidly. Ukraine is being used. You know, Putin's Putin's a good scapegoat right now for everybody. All the world leaders. Let's. Uh, it's it's Putin's fault. Therefore, let's lock everybody down. Let's. We have we have supply chains because of Putin. We have inflation because of Putin. No, we have inflation because in America we have this president that keeps. And well, the you know how the whole system works with the Federal Reserve, which isn't federal. Print more money. Okay, uh, let's move on. Heather. Have you heard about... I just lost your question, Heather. Oh, man. Where did it go? It's my phone. Okay. I'll. Sorry about that, Heather. Try again next time. Uh, Trina Freeze, Trying to read on my phone. Kind of a pain. Um, I heard there are three kosher red heifers for the temple purification. Trina, I've heard the same thing. Um, so it's you 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 look at this and and i've been following the red heifer stories for 20 25 probably at least 25 years now chuck missler used to talk a lot about them so i'm pretty familiar with them and i know this current one with the three red heifers listen it's going to happen with all these red heifers in the past they always find a blemish but it's going to happen we have genetic engineering right now so they're going to be Listen, the perfect red heifer is going to be able to be produced so the ashes of the red heifer will be able to use for the be used for the purification of the temple services and and instruments. So it's going to happen. Will it be any of these three right now? I don't know. All of them in the past turned out to have a white hair or something like that. So they were DQ'd. They were disqualified. Well, one of these, I don't know, but eventually it is going to happen uh, when we do find one, when they do find one and they sacrifice it and they get the ashes. You better believe we are very close to having a temple, but I'm not so sure. That uh, we'll be here to see that. That's that's uh, uh, my thinking. Okay, uh, Linda Poteri says John MacArthur did not keep his church open. He was all in doing what the government said. He criticized churches who did open, but then he opened and became the go-to guy on Fox. Yes, I know the whole thing. I don't. I live probably about two hours from John MacArthur. He didn't stay open. Uh, he was closed for about two months. I understand all that. My point was, when you look at it, he's taking heat from uh, Ed Stetzer and Tim Keller because he opened his church. He didn't stay open the whole time, but he did open his church after about two months. In fact, John MacArthur, when you look at his Romans chapter 13 teaching from a long, from some time ago, he used to say you need to obey the government. He's changed some of his thought process on that. I'm just pointing out what Tim Keller had said and how he challenged MacArthur because as far as Tim Keller and Ed Stetzer and Rick Warren and the rest of these globalists believe, you should be in step with Klaus Schwab and and, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci and you should never even open up your church for all I can tell, Andy Stanley and the rest of them. Heather, okay, here it is. Oh, Heather, I lost your question again. What's wrong with my phone? I thought I was gonna get to it again. Okay, question, have you, this is probably the last one I can do. I'll try to get to two more. have you read The Harbinger, two-book series by Khan? It is a story based on Scripture. Is it okay to read stuff like that, or is it risky because it isn't Scripture but a story? Okay, yes, I've read The Harbinger. This is what I say. Um, I, I'm not going to get too much into that right now. But um, any, any you know he, you, you have a fictional story, and their, uh, the Left Behind series was also a fictional story based on Bible. But when you look at The Harbinger itself, I'll separate that just from some of the things that I've done. I have this book here that, whoops, oops, I just knocked over a whole bunch of stuff. So this one is America's Coming Judgment. So this one wasn't a fictional story. Uh, what it is, it's kind of like this, where um, I wrote this book a few years ago, based on where I saw America's Judgment Coming, uh, based on very similar things that Jonathan Kahn puts into a fictional story, I put mine into uh, factual. Mine might not be as exciting because it's not fictional, but it's, it's the same principle as it was with Israel, as it was with Judah. And look at what's happening in America. Look what's happening in the world. Look what our leaders are doing. We can expect this, this, and this to happen. So I'll just, I'll just uh, leave it at, at uh, that. Uh, by the way, I do not have a store on my uh, website, so I can't sell you any book on my website, so sorry about that. Okay. Jeanette, uh, do you think we should watch the destruction of Damascus or the uh, splitting of Israel so Judea and Samaria are given, uh, uh, are given the Palestinians? I'm not sure exactly what you mean, Jeanette, but um, I would say Isaiah chapter 17 makes the reference to the destruction of Damascus. and one night, Damascus is going to be destroyed, I believe, by the Israeli Defense Force. It's a prophecy I think will be fulfilled before Ezekiel chapter 38. I also do believe that Israel is going to be divided Uh, my friend Bill Salas disagrees with me on that, but I think Antichrist is going to be dividing the land. He's going to confirm a covenant that's going to do it. Uh, the book of Joel tells us that God's going to come against all of those who seek to divide his land. Um, so I look at Damascus, Isaiah 17. I look at the documents to divide the, the land of uh, Jerusalem. Um, but Zion is the Lord's, uh, last one, uh, Martha again, Heather, sorry I missed your question. Maybe next time this will be the last one. Martha, do you think we'll see the 10 kings take their seats? That is an excellent question. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much longer we're going to be here, but we can, man, we can see things shaping up, can't we? We can see China and Russia, they're saying they want their own world order. They don't want to follow this American EU new new world order. They want a different world order where it's more um, of other countries that are involved. Maybe this will lead to the Ten Kings. But man, it's just really interesting to see. But we can see what the globalist agenda is. I have a map on here. Unfortunately, I can't show you right now because I can't pull it into my slides. But it shows the 10, the world divided into 10 regions from like a century ago, what the plan was. So we see that. Will we see the Ten Kings take their seats? Maybe because we don't know how long this global system will be before Antichrist comes into the picture. We do know from Isaiah chapter or, or Revelation chapter 17 that the 10 kings give their power and authority to the beast. So they have to establish this global system before Antichrist comes in. So we do know that. So maybe, the, maybe we'll see the 10 kings form. The rapture takes place after that. Uh, and then it'll be sometime after that that Antichrist comes on the scene after the rapture, or maybe the 10 Kings won't be able to be established until after the rapture. I just don't know, but we live in exciting times. Listen, I want to ask you guys, thank you so much for for joining me tonight. It was really a blessing. Check out the shorts. They're only 30 seconds long. They're easy to share. If you like them, if you don't like them, don't share. Also, thank you for subscribing to uh, this uh, YouTube channel and liking and subscribing and 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 uh, for, uh, sharing it also. It really helps get the ministry out there. Um, uh, also, you can go to uh, wo- uh, my website, HopeForOurTimes.com for news and events. I fell behind the last week because I was in Mexico, uh, but I'll be caught up this week with more newsletters, uh, more news stories and so forth. And tomorrow, live at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I have a special guest. Uh, Tim Thompson. Now, who's Tim Thompson? Well, for those, some of you know him, uh, some of you are about ready to meet him. So, Tim Thompson was, uh, he's a friend of mine. Uh, we are also sister churches. He's I'm uh, 412 Church, the first one, and he's, he he joined us. He, he, he approached me several years ago. He liked Bible prophecy, and he's been a pastor for 20 years or so. And he said, I'd like to be part, part of the 412 Church system. Well, Tim Thompson was arrested early on with the lockdowns, the COVID lockdowns. Uh, and he, he, he pushes back against a whole bunch of things. You're going to be absolutely blessed by Tim tomorrow. He's going to be joining me live for our livecast cast, 2 p.m. tomorrow. We will take your questions. It's going to be totally awesome. Listen, fantastic with you guys this evening. God bless you. Hope to see you all tomorrow. Shalom, y'all. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, HopeForOurTimes.com